Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Hey, you held him to 20 points, man. You gave us a chance at the end. I got three words for you. You like that? Welcome to State of Kirk Cousins Wednesday. On the show here every Wednesday, we will go through and deep dive into the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings, at least the quarterback for now of the Minnesota Vikings. See what you did there. I think there's a lot to be discussed here, but uh, Declan, what are you sipping on this week? Uh, I'm sipping on some uh, some mango Corona hard seltzer. Mm. I went and I went all in on the mango these last uh, few days. I feel like uh, now that it's fall, mango for me is like the prime Corona hard seltzer flavor in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Might move to a different flavor for the for the fall. Well, I'm I'm trying to melt these 80 degree weathers for as uh, 80 degree weather as long as we can. So I, I I was feeling the mango yesterday. So I went with the mango one, but you could go with the blackberry lime or or the cherry or even mm. the traditional lime. Man, there's plenty of great options from Corona Hard Seltzer. And this month and every month throughout the year, discover Corona Hard Seltzer, the only seltzer made with pure beach vibes. Corona Hard Seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavors that allow you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona Hard Seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugars, 90 calories, and is gluten-free. Relax responsibly. Corona Hard Seltzer spikes sparkling water with natural flavors imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Football. You like that? You like that? (laughs) And welcome in to Purple Daily here. Mackie, Judd, Declan Goff producing. We appreciate everyone who is new to the YouTube channel or to the podcast feed. And uh, we appreciate you jumping on board as we look to have in-depth discussions on a daily basis about the Minnesota Vikings and uh, not the ideal start for this team. And so consider us your therapists. I am Dr. Mackie. That is Dr. Judd. That's Dr. Declan over there. Judd Zolgad's actually been been a therapist for Vikings fans since like the 1970s. So he's seen a oh, lot. Oh, I've got it all covered. Yeah. Especially quarterback therapy. It costs extra, but you need it. I feel like I'm still in the psych ward. Like I'm still getting treatment. <laughs> yeah, you're like not. I, I have not graduated You're yet. not a therapist have, no, yet. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You have that first moment in your life where like the Vikings knock you on your ass and you have that first like Vikings health crisis. For me, it was that in the 1998 NFC Championship game. Well, there's two things. There, there's the team itself, which has had uh, meltdowns and uh, catastrophic happenings, and then there's the quarterback portion, which is a separate, separately insured piece of coverage that a Vikings fan has to have because that's an entirely different thing, and that is a very difficult, difficult long therapy. Yes. Well, 
This is going to be an episode all about Kirk Cousins here, and we've had we've had a lot of discussions. Heck, yesterday we brought Eric Eager on the show from PFF, and he and he flat out said this is going to sound crazy, but I think they should trade for Jameis Winston because I think you can either tap into the upside that is Jameis Winston, who led the NFL in passing yards, had thirty touchdown passes, uh, yards per attempt off the charts, and if if he's a train wreck and throws thirty picks, then at least you go three and thirteen, you can draft somebody else. Um, this will be more about. Kirk Cousins himself and and some of the draft pick options that could be out there if this season continues to be a train wreck. But a quick word for Corona Hard Seltzer Ultimate Home Tailgate Party. We are giving away, we're feeling generous on the show. We're giving away a 65-inch TCL TV with a soundbar, $200 worth of Grunhofer's Meats, and $100 to MGM Wine and Spirits, all as one package, and it's all going to one winner because uh, our sponsors on this show are feeling generous. You can go to scorenorth.com and just click on the rewards tab, and boom, you can register that way. Or you can download the Scorenorth app, and you can open up the listener rewards uh, that way. Free to enter. We're just uh, TCL, Grunhoffers, MGM Wine and Spirits, and Corona Heart Seltzer are, uh, are trying to uh, put together a cool package for you guys, Vikings fans. Part so, of therapy. It is. It's, it's part, part of, the of the therapy. Absolutely. I mean, there's nothing better than washing down $200 worth of Grunhoffers meats with $100 worth of Corona Heart Seltzer to get over your Vikings blues, right? We're here for you. So here are the two main questions for today's show. Number one, is it legitimately time to hashtag tank for Trevor or hashtag fail for fields or whatever hashtag you want to use? Or is it too reactionary? And then part two to that question, what would it take contractually to file for divorce from Kirk Cousins if you feel like it's time to hit the reset button. So let's start with number one. Is it legitimately time for this team to say, all right, wow, had different expectations here, but this is not the product that we thought it was. It's time to look in the mirror and go get that franchise quarterback for the long haul. Um, or is that too reactionary now that we've thought about this for a couple of days, Judd? I feel like I need the doctor's smock here and because there's a lot to unpack here. And that question itself is is a very simple reactionary question and here on the um in the vikings therapy session i don't like to be reactionary i like to be understanding well thought out i like to give advice that's going to allow you to thrive as a vikings fan for years not just 2020 and so again i'm going to object to the word tank i don't like the word tank and it's negative it means that you're thinking that people are going to give up on life and in 2020 if we've learned one thing folks it's that we don't give up we're resilient. We bounce back. We look forward to, to the future that's going to hold brighter days. It's not a time to tank. It's a time to let football nature take its course. You've got a bunch of young guys who need to play. You are legitimately not very good. But those young guys aren't necessarily bad players. They need life experience. And as a Vikings fan, it's time for you to realize that and accept the fact that the Gladneys and the Dantzlers and the Ezra Clevelands, too, who needs to play, in my opinion, very soon, they need experience. And that experience will be worth two things. One, future payoff, because you're going to immediately get guys experience that will prove if they can play and help them develop as human beings, too. I mean, let's not let's not focus on this as, as just pieces of meat football players. We're talking about the development of young men. This is a, a holistic approach yes. to developing humans, is what you're yeah, saying. I, I mean, the, my license goes so far beyond talking about the pigskin. <laughs> and, and then, and it also provides the opportunity for those players to learn in what I would call a soothing, low-pressure environment 
of learning without yelling and expectations not being high, expectations being the key word here, realistic. Is Mike Zimmer really the Zen master for, for you know that what? type of exercise? You know what? The doctor would tell him it's time to be if you're not now. But anyway, so I don't like the term tanking, but is it time to accept the fact that you are going to have, how can I put this? A lot of bumps, a lot of football bumps in the road. Absolutely. So now here, now here's the pushback. And I actually did a column on this uh, for scorenorth.com that you can find right now. The pushback is you're going to get veterans like Cousins probably and Thielen being like, what's going on, Harrison Smith? This isn't fair. <sighs> Life's not about being fair. Life is about future evolvement of your franchise. Okay? And so... What you have to accept is the fact that 2020 might be a year of evolution for the Vikings. So, yes, it's time to look for alternatives. Yes, it's time to get people experience. But please don't call it tanking. I like I like your optimistic spin on this because you, you can never tell a group of players and coaches to actively tank. Those guys are fighting for paychecks. They're fighting for their careers. I, I'm sorry, I can't ask Brian O'Neill to just ole a couple times there. You know, and let Michael Strahan through for a record-setting sack. Like I, I can't, I Brett can't do that. Did. Yep. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna my my answer to this question starts with a mission statement, and that mission statement is, I want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl. So when you come to the office every day, or when you come in our cases to to watch the games every Sunday and then talk about them, if you're a Vikings fan, the mission statement on my wall should say, win a Super Bowl. Okay, in every decision that I make as a general manager or in this case, as a helpful nudging person with a microphone Mm -hmm. and a camera, um, I want to nudge everything in the direction and build everything in the direction of winning a Super Bowl. And I'm just I'm just hung up on a phrase that Eric Eager said yesterday from Pro Football Focus. Go check out the episode. It's uh, it's it's a deep dive into a lot of the, the Kirk Cousins stuff that we've been talking about all week. And he said. Known mediocrity is worse than the unknown. Like like we cling to a known commodity, even if it's mediocre, out of fear of the unknown. Well, we already know that we've got a guy that can throw for 4,000 yards and a guy that can, when everything's great around him, like he can hit that pass to Adam Thielen against the Saints, right? And and if you block for him, like he's going to throw for 300 yards and maybe three touchdowns. Like that's a known commodity. Mm-hmm. And the unknown commodities are well, yeah, you 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 could get Trevor Lawrence, you could you, you could get lucky and get a Lamar Jackson later in the first round, like the Ravens did, but you could also get Christian Ponder, you could also get Teddy Bridgewater and have a knee blow up again or something, or you could get like Jake Locker or Blaine Gabbert or any number of these crappy quarterbacks, and so it's it's the fear of what could go wrong that we get hung up on, and I'll tell you, like I'm I'm done with that fear, I don't care about it anymore. We've already. We've lived through Christian Ponder in this in this state, in this town. And actually, like, living through Christian Ponder, they went to the playoffs one year. So, like, it's, it's, you know, it was bad, but, like, you can still build a playoff team around Christian Ponder. And I tweeted this eight months ago. Somebody dug this up and, and retweeted it, and I saw it in my timeline today. I tweeted this in February of 2020 earlier today, and I stand by it now more than ever. I said, Vikings, I think this was after watching Pat Mahomes or something carve up a team in the AFC championship game. I said, Vikings, don't settle for average at quarterback. Keep looking for a franchise changer. People are too obsessed with what might happen if the Vikings move on from Kirk. The downside, you draft another Christian Ponder. Of course, 
The Vikings did go to the playoffs with Ponder once because he was cheap and you could build the roster around him. But the upside of moving on from Christian Ponder, we're seeing it with the Kansas City Chiefs. They had a good known commodity in Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. Comfortable. Playoffs, 10-6, and six, sometimes better. Mm-hmm. But they knew they couldn't win a Super Bowl. And their mission statement was, and Andy Reid's mission statement was, win a Super Bowl. And so they made the bold decision to get rid of the known good commodity in favor of the unknown commodity, which turned out to be Pat Mahomes. If Pat Mahomes was a bust, I would still say, bravo, your mission statement was Super Bowl. You took a shot at it and you failed, but you should still be praised for that. Moving on from Cousins is not a risk. Allowing a great quarterback draft to pass without taking a swing at one of these guys is the bigger risk. And so I am all in on whether it's tank for Trevor, fail for Fields, like whatever it is, like I am, my sights are set on the 2021 draft. Well, and let's not forget, too, that from what we've seen from this team as a whole, which has been brutal in the first two weeks and losses to the Packers and Colts, let's keep in mind, too, that you are that the fool passes up opportunity. And this is an opportunity. And it goes beyond Kirk. So, so like, this is this is the state of Kirk podcast, but this is actually the state of the Vikings. And, and I elect to look at what we've seen thus far, and it's the Vikings' own doing. And who knows? Maybe 5% is this genius, masochistic, masochistic oh, my God, we're going to be terrible, but it, it's going to be great. But... um If you look at the state of the franchise right now, you have an opportunity. And here's the important thing, too, to keep in mind. It's very different if if through the years you've been the Lions and you're just awful. From quarterback on down, like, there is no hope. You're going to get a high pick, but, pardon my French, for lack of a better term, you suck. And there's no hope there, right? (laughs) The opportunity here is, Phil, look at the development opportunities of young players. Like, this, this... roster does not stink this roster has inexperienced players it's got some guys who who hopefully for their sake in two years are going to be a hell of a lot better than they are today yeah but this is not a look at this roster look at what's happened to it this is a very much everything's gone wrong in flux but you've got some components here yes and and i think ultimately so to circle now back to the state of kirk i think the question is if and when, and I think it's going to be a when, this roster starts to come to fruition and starts to mature and starts to get good, is Kirk the quarterback that you want in place to lead the roster? And I think across the board on this show, and my sense from uh, Twitter as well, is that a lot of Vikings fans have come to the realization the answer to that last question I just asked is no. And we will get into, because I know a lot of people have been hitting us up and like, oh, you guys, look how much guaranteed money he has and look at his contract. It's not as easy as just like move on from Kirk. And we will get into the contract details in just a second here. But I think this is a good place here. I want to mock. Mock. I want to mock. Mock. All right. Tankathon.com, gentlemen. Tankathon.com. Tracks NBA, NHL, NFL, Major League Baseball, the race for the worst record. And Declan's pulling it up on the screen here for the YouTube viewers. All right. So Vikings fans, I want you to imagine a world for a second. Okay. Let yourself go there for just a second. Alternate reality. Again, the mission statement here is win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Sometimes you have to take a step back to take two or three or four steps forward. That's the way it works. Mm -hmm. Right. 
imagine a world in which this just isn't the Viking season. And rather than trying to claw your way to like seven wins or whatever that number is, even like five or six wins, to your point about opportunity, it's knocking right now. Hello? The Bears and the Packers Hello? are Who's there? starts. Like, Who's there? Who is that? Uh, it's Justin Fields Oh, with the number three overall pick. Come right in. According to Tankathon.com. <laughs> Right now, they've got all the 0-2 teams. They've got them racked up here. And you know, and what, what would, would the draft order be? They've got Trevor Lawrence going to the Carolina Panthers. Maybe Teddy becomes available again if that happens. And then they've got the second quarterback off the board going number three overall to the Minnesota Vikings in Justin Fields. Okay, Justin Fields is a stud. Mm-hmm. Or as Randy and Kajko would say, a stud. <laughs> that guy's ridiculous. He's, uh, he's more mobile than Kirk Cousins. He's got a dynamic arm, and we've seen him as Gophers fans here in the Twin Cities. You've seen him in Big Ten action. Imagine a world in which you just kind of grin and bear it for a bad season, and then the reward at the end of the rainbow is a quarterback on a rookie deal for, for five years on a rookie deal that could be wildly better than Kirk Cousins. Yes. And the first franchise quarterback that we've seen here, like legitimate, young, like, Home drafted, homegrown franchise quarterback yes. since the first five years of Dante Culpepper, fifteen or twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Does that not like get your blood well, pumping as a Vikings fan? Like, and also w- would be a quarterback who eventually becomes a guy who fits the league now better than Cousins too. So it's not it's not a question of oh Cousins stinks blah blah blah. The starting point for me is is your offense run by a quarterback. Not who would be fantastic in 1993, but in 2020-21, right? Lawrence, Fields, we're talking about QBs who you plug in and eventually, hopefully, and look, I get it. It's all a chance, but it's worth the chance because if you're right, you're a Super Bowl contender. Right, But, like, again, like, it's a risk. Obviously, it's a risk. He could be a bust. Absolutely, he could be a bust. Like we've seen, I, I think there's there's fewer top quarterback busts now than there was ten or fifteen and years right, ago. And right now, right now, there are Vikings fans saying, "Well, but they took Ponder and and he busted, and you guys didn't question at the time, and now you, you pile on Spielman." Okay, here's the difference to me: Lawrence and Fields, with where they are, Phil, are worth the risk there. And nobody, I don't think, is going to go back and say, that's a terrible pick. Ponder was a clearly forced pick. That's the he difference. Was the, he was the fourth quarterback off the board well, in that and draft. Well, and they felt at that point in time, oh, my God, just grab one. Mm-hmm. Not, not, we got Lawrence and Fields and we yeah. can grab one, which is, which again goes back to Ponder did not really present in the core of what I'm trying to talk about, opportunity. This does. Also worth adding, too, I think our discussion from going into the season, our discussion was sort of, What's the worst case scenario? And I remember I said, I, I think the worst case scenario is like six or seven wins. I don't see a train wreck happening. And uh, I can't remember what all of us said, but like, I think cer- we all agreed. Yeah. Certainly none of us said like, oh, two and 14 or three and 13 is like on the table here. All of us were kind of like, no, it's yeah. like there's too much talent on the team. Okay. Well, then you, you take Daniel Hunter off the roster. He's the most talented defensive player. And we don't know when he's coming back. I don't, it doesn't sound like it's going to be week four. At this point, like, does it seem like Daniel Hunter is just going to be back in week four? We have not heard a word yet so far. So. Right. So Don't it's know. hard to know. Uh, Anthony Barr hasn't lived up to expectations, but like he's out for the season. Mm-hmm. So Mike, Michael Pierce isn't coming back this season. So like you start to look at some of the guys that aren't playing. And then the offensive line has been not a total disaster in pass pro, but they aren't moving the ball. As you start to look at 
what is the absolute worst case scenario? I don't think you can say, well, they're talented enough to where they're still going to find a way to win seven games. I don't have that same opinion as I did two weeks ago. I feel like I was wrong two weeks ago. Like, like it is realistic that this team could go three and thirteen with this schedule, especially if they have to endure a couple more injuries or something. So the the next question to all of this is Kirk Cousins' contract, because that's kind of the elephant in the room. They restructured that thing to to get a little bit more cat breathing room in 2020, so they could bring in Michael Pierce, and that funny that that isn't working out. Um, and so they offered him more guaranteed money for 2021, and then some guaranteed money in 2022. And according to OverTheCap.com, if Cousins is on the Vikings roster on the third day of the 2021 league year, so if he's on the roster in this upcoming March, mm-hmm. his 2022 salary, which is currently guaranteed for injury, would become fully guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So you'd then you'd then be guaranteeing. I, I don't have it in front of me here, but you'd right. be then guaranteeing like another thirty plus million dollars or whatever it is for 2022. So. A long way of saying, if you want to get out from underneath Kirk Cousins' salary for 2022, you have to cut him for 2021 and eat like $30 million in cap space. Massive cap hit, yes. Or $41 million, I think it is. You're going to have to swallow hard. To which, like, and and so that's kind of the line. And people say, well, see, what are you going to do with that? And honestly, my answer is, I don't care. The first goal is to get. If there's an opportunity to get a Justin Fields or a, or a Trevor Lawrence or a franchise quarterback, I start there because that lines up with my mission statement of win a Super Bowl. And then if that means that I have to just eat a ridiculous amount of cap money and make Kirk Cousins just like a lame duck guy or just like cut him outright or trade him for a seventh round pick, whatever that looks like, like I'll do what I have to do and rip the bandit off. What are your thoughts? Oh, at the very worst, if, if this all plays out and they win two games and they can draft a top – QB in what appears to be a draft that has two, if not three, potentially outstanding quarterbacks. You say, we made a mistake, and you take the quarterback. You you have no choice. I mean, this is, opportunity does not always knock in and present itself in ways that we approve of or, or are um, perfect scenarios to us, but this is one, and look, this is also for the Vikings and for fans and for us. This is a valuable lesson, and it's this. And Eric brought this up on the podcast yesterday, and he's a thousand percent right. How many fans and people say, salary cap's fake. It's BS. There's no salary <laughs> cap. It doesn't really work like that. And Eric's point, yeah. and Eric's point, and he's right, is as you sign the contract player by player, it does appear, you know, we can push this here and we can do that there. And and the Vikes cap guy, Rob Brzezinski, for 21 years or so now has been outstanding, Okay. But what do we talk about occasionally? This stuff comes back to bite you in the ass eventually, somehow, some way, if you keep doing it. And the Vikings, who could have, by the way, walked away from Cousins in a perfect world at the end of 2020, now can't do that. Not because they were in love with the fact that they extended Kirk for two years and 66 mil. They couldn't walk away now or they can't because of the fact that they had to go back to to him and say, what can we do contractually for you to get more cap space because we're essentially over the cap back in March of 2020 now. So this the lesson is this. Beware of saying the salary cap's fake. It's not. There are ramifications and effects. But this is one effect of that cap where you literally would have to say, okay, 
I think in, in the perfect world, we took Fields, we'll develop him. He might not even start 2021, which, by the way, again, I'm fine with. Kirk might be on the roster. Hell, Kirk might start. I don't know. But we can't afford to pass up if it's a top-two quarterback in a draft. We can't afford to punt on that because we said to ourselves, well, we're going to be in cap hell in 21. I don't even think it's a discussion. I think you swallow hard, take the kid, and move on. I mean, like, when you think about the $41 million guaranteed after 2020, if you're presented with, you could draft a 21-year-old kid, 22-year-old kid that's projected to be a franchise guy for 10-plus years and makes a lot less money for the first part of that than Kirk Cousins does. Yes. But the hurdle is, like, you gotta, you probably have to just, like, eat a ton of cap space in the short term. Does, like, does that even give you pause? No. It's not a conversation. It's a sunk cost. Did I ever – so, like, right. I think the concept of a sunk cost, sometimes you feel like in life, well, I paid for it, so I got it, right? Well, I bought this – you know, I, well, I bought the hamburger – I know that it's like bleeding red because they didn't cook it, but I paid for it, so I got to eat it, right? No, like you can send it back. Well, in that case, you probably get your money back. But did I ever tell you guys about the time that my wife and I bought? It's the dumbest purchase I've made in the last year and a half, two years. The time we bought a two hundred dollar electric litter box for our cat Tommy. No. Did I guys tell you about, oh my tell you about this? No, no, you didn't. Yeah. Why didn't you call me first? I would have told you not to. Do I know. That. I know. I should have you on speed dial for instances like this. So no. Thought, bye. So I'm we, watching. We something. saw this thing at PetSmart. It's like, yeah, it's kind of a, if you have animal, if you have a cat, it's like you know with the traditional litter box. You got to scoop it out all the time. It's kind of a pain in the ass. And they advertise this electronic litter box that scoops the litter box automatically within 20 minutes after it senses that the cat has been in there. And so you just like empty the tray, you know, once every few days, and like your work is easy. Well, what we didn't foresee was number one, it jammed like eight times in the first, oh, you no. know, three weeks, and so then you have now it's jammed and it's messy and it's overflowing and stuff. So it's grosser than it would be if you had yep. the old school. It's making loud noises in the middle of the night and like waking people <laughs> up. It it terrified our cat. Like it's all these things, and it was literally the worst two hundred dollars I ever spent. Mm-hmm. So when we determined, we thought this was going to be a great product. We spent a lot of money on it. It's been about a month and a half, and mostly the returns have been mediocre to just terrible. What did we do? Did we say, well, we spent 200 bucks on it, so I guess we got to keep using it for the next couple years? Or did we throw it away? We threw it away because it wasn't useful to us anymore. It was a sunk cost. That's Kirk Cousins. I mean, I don't mean to compare Kirk Cousins to like my cat Tommy's poop in the litter box. I don't know. I think it's a pretty good one. He was against the I'm Colts. trying to think of what, what, what QB would, would actually be that product. Well, Christian Ponder probably. What quarterback probably would qualify as that purchase? I think, I think it's Kirk. I think it's Kirk. It was Kirk against the Colts for sure. Yeah, yeah. Kirk was terrible against Colts. But yeah, so no, I, this is not. Look, okay. So let's say 2021 is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable because I got this guy getting paid a ton. It's uncomfortable because he doesn't take failure well, or or I should say rejection well, right? And so his successor is on the team, and he's probably going to be PO'd. It's uncomfortable. But guess what? After that, it's pretty much done, right? And I got my quarterback. And there's a fighting chance that this guy's going to be my QB for 10 years. And look... When's the last time in this godforsaken town that we've been able to talk like that? Yeah. Call Pepper, we thought maybe? It's right? actually kind of fun. Like, this is the crazy Tarkington? thing. We're not used to the Vikings being in, like, crappy, right. just terrible season territory because usually they find a way to just be relevant and play well. They, they build rosters pretty well. And you just, like, you don't get these opportunities very often 
to be really, really bad. And I legitimately look at it, I, I think some fans probably look at it like, oh my God, it's going to be terrible. I'm sort of giddy over the prospect of, boy, if they're going to kind of be bad, like just lean into the bad and draft Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence. I love it. Yes. And experience 10 years of quarterback bliss for the first time. We look over at the Packers all the time here yep. for 30 years, and they're like, man, what a lucky franchise. <laughs> Brett Favre, who wasn't a high draft pick, but they traded for him. And uh, Aaron Rodgers, like, well, fell to be, him. Like, like, you've got an opportunity here. Yes. Just embrace it. Here, oh, so here's the business side of this as well that, that I think presents a real case for the Wilfs to go in and say, Rick, Mike, you got a chance here. Think about the business side of this year. Okay, you have no fans. My guess is in this state, you're not going to have fans. Like maybe a few will be allowed in eventually, but we're going to be probably among the last states. And the Vikings play indoors, which probably is going to give walls more pause to cause and or cause to pause and say no. Um, okay, so you got no fans. Their ticket money has all gone back to them, right? Season tickets and suites. They eventually at some at some point in time, let's say the Vikings are zero and five. They're going to tune out. Like, they're just going to be done. They're going to turn their TVs off, and they'll find something else to do. But they're not going to go to games and boo. And they're probably going to be way less involved than they would if they could actually go to the game or were paying for tickets, okay? Mm-hmm. This roster is not terrible. So it's not like, oh, 21 is going to be equally as bad, and 22 is going to be worse than that. You've got an opportunity. If you, go, if you take to market, so your campaign for 2021 is – the future is bright with, let's say, fields. All right? Fans are going to be like, oh, hell yeah, you got a quarterback? I think the business opportunity, this just to me, for lack of a better word, is delicious if and, you're the Vikings. Yeah, and do it in a season where there's yeah, where there's no fans anyways. Like, I agree. I totally but, agree But, I mean, with think, think about if you get an email from the Vikings in March saying the future will be bright with fields. Yeah. All fields point to success. <laughs> Come watch us on the field. Watch fields on the field. Oh, I don't care man. what you say, but think about that. Because if you just have fans walk f after week five, which means they quit watching, okay, they're sort of mad. But now you got quarterback, maybe? I'm here for it. All right, it is State of Kirk Cousins Wednesday. We're going to get back to the conversation in just a second here on Purple Daily. But a quick shout-out to Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated's been helping business owners since 1904. They are one of us, based in Owatonna, and they have been honored to serve and help protect your business. Federated wants you business owners to know that you are our local community partners, our local neighbors, families, and friends, and you represent the American dream and uphold the spirit in which it was created. So if you need help, if you want frontline protection, if you want that great face-to-face relationship, federatedinsurance.com is where you can find out more. And at Federated it's our business to protect yours. Football. It's just to me this is to me this is such a sports puzzle being assembled in front of us. Mm-hmm. You like that? You like that? Gentlemen, let's uh, let's get into our pigskin pecking order here for the week. We'll fire up some appropriate music every week. We rank the top ten NFL teams. See where the Vikings fall. Probably not in the ten. Is my guess. It's been a long time since Judd and I haven't done this segment in a couple of years. We're bringing it back, and 
for a few years there, like they were a pretty steady presence in the top ten. Should but, we do uh, if they lose to the Titans on Sunday? Should we do a bottom five starting next week? I think yes, so. We have to and yeah, like rank the, our worst five teams and yep. God willing, are the Vikings in your bottom five right now? I think so. Oh yeah, with the way so. they play, they probably have to. be. I can't. Yeah, Carolina's probably there. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll I'll, uh, I'll start. I'll rifle through this year. I've got the Buffalo Bills. Emerging inside my ten, I kind of wanted them to prove it. I'm not a big Josh Allen guy, but man, he looks great throwing to Stephon Diggs. Eight catches, buck fifty, whatever it was, touchdown. Uh, Josh Allen can move, so the Bills have some flaws, and I don't know if I would be buying Josh Allen stock for ten years, but he's got a pretty big arm, and Stephon Diggs can run underneath a deep pass, so it's a it's a good combination. They're my number ten team. The Buccaneers emerge into my top ten, finally looking competent. It's probably going to take them a while to look like the end product. But they look pretty honed. Tom Brady's not going to be the Tom Brady from 10 years ago, but there's enough weapons to elevate him compared to the Patriots last year. So I got the Buccaneers jumping into 10. Arizona Cardinals look really good again. They are 8 on my list. Pittsburgh Steelers, always consistent, almost always under the radar. 7th right now for me after a 2-0 start. I've got the Patriots, even after a loss, Mm -hmm. jumping up to 6. They look really good. Like, Cam Newton looks incredible. They almost won that game. I think just a different play call that gave him a pass run option would have been the play there. That was such a fun game. But that was great. Yep. Uh, the Rams have jumped back in here, especially with 49ers injuries now. The Niners are out of my 10 after all the injuries. And uh, and I've got the Rams, number five. We kind of forgot about the Rams. Like, they went to a Super Bowl, and then they dropped off a little bit. It's like, well, they still have a smart coach. They still have a bunch of weapons. Robert Wood just signed a contract extension. And Jared Goff... Might not be as good as we thought he could be a couple years ago, but he's also not garbage. So the Rams are playing at their peak again. Number four, the Green Bay Packers. Another big offensive performance. Number three, the Chiefs. Oh. Oh, I like what you've done here. I like what you've done here. I haven't done it, but I like it. They can still win the Super Bowl. Don't get me wrong. But like that's really low. They looked a little rickety. They needed like a 58-yard field goal in overtime to win that game against the Chargers. They just looked like they were sleepwalking a little bit in that game against the Chargers. Well, the Chargers helped them out. Number two, the Seattle Seahawks. And number one, the Baltimore Ravens. The Seahawks have been letting Russ cook. Hashtag let Russ cook. And uh, he looks incredible. Dropping dimes. Five touchdown passes in that game on national TV. And then the Ravens with Lamar Jackson and company. Just ridiculous. So Ravens, Seahawks, Chiefs, Packers, Rams, Patriots, Steelers, Cardinals, Buccaneers, Bills. Raiders are the 11th for me. Yeah, I'm not quite sure about them yet. Or the Bears. The Bears are two and zero, but like football, I can't get there yet. <laughs> All right, so number ten, the Steelers. They've beaten the Giants and the Broncos, and I don't love those teams, but I do think the Steelers are going to come back and have a a uh, very good year. I can see the Steelers going up my rankings pretty soon here, but they're going to be ten. Number nine, the Vikings opponent on Sunday, the Titans. They've beaten the Broncos and Jaguars too, so it's murky. Um, and I don't give them a lot of respect, but I might just be flat out wrong. Like I look at the Titans and I'm always like, yeah, they're okay. They're all right. And I think they're getting good. And I'm just sort of stuck back three years ago. So Steelers, Titans, number eight, the Patriots. Patriots are fun, man. Patriots are fun. And I get, I mean, Belichick, it seemed like he urged his players opt out, opt out, and they're still damn. And I just don't get it. And now Cam's out there playing great, and all of these teams that uh, Cam Newton, uh, who cares? I mean, it's just it's just the Patriots. Number seven, 
I don't think I had them ranked last year. Declan had them fairly high, and they've beaten the Vikings and Lions, so I'm not totally sold here, but they played well. Packers. Number six, the Vikings East, or at least the team that the Vikings thought they were going to be or would like to be, the Buffalo Bills with Stephon <laughs> Diggs, with a defense that's absolutely wow. looks to be solid. The uh, Bills are sixth on my list, and, and Allen can play. Like I'm yeah. beginning, I'm beginning to think because you know I thought okay he can run, he can jump over Anthony Barr, he throws wildly. I don't like him. I might be wrong. This guy can potentially. I'm not there yet completely. Can play five totally with Phil. The Rams ah Goff sucks. Look at the Rams suck. The Rams don't suck. <laughs> They're five. Number four on my list, the Mackey team. The Seattle Seahawks. Number three, the Ravens. That's right, boys. I'm keeping them at two till they lose. So take that, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Love it. I'm keeping them at two. They look great. Right. I just think they're going to be damn good. I think Kingsbury can coach. Kyler Murray is going to be, I'm telling you, this is not a hot take at all, a finalist for the most valuable player in this league. He can do everything. And I think... I, I think he's going to stay healthy. It worries me a little bit, but I think he's going to be okay. And then I've got the Chiefs one. So I go Chiefs, Cardinals, Ravens, Seahawks, Rams are my top five. My next five, the Bills, the Packers, the Patriots, the Titans, and the Steelers. Dex? I like it. I have uh, New England kicking things off here. I have my only one-and-one team in this top ten. So New England Patriots are my number ten. They almost won that game. They could have been. They could be in the top five if they pull off that win, but right now they're, they're number ten. Number nine, Arizona Cardinals. I like what Kyler Murray is doing. I believe I had him nine last week. Uh, Kyler's awesome, man. And, and Judd, when he made his call about MVP for Kyler Murray, I think uh, was a pretty good one there. He's, he's a fun guy to watch. Titans at eight, similar to Judd. Uh, I thought this team was going to regress hard in 2020, and so far they've had their winning formula. It works again, and we'll see what happens, obviously, this week against the Vikings. Seven Steelers, again, just consistency. Um, another team that I didn't really know if Big Ben was going to be back. He indeed is back, and also that defense is pretty damn good. Uh, the Rams, number six, Jared Goff, and yeah, we all slept on him. We all really did. Sean McVay still very, very good, so Rams at six. Buffalo Bills, number five, and I know they have beat some punching bag teams. I get it, but Josh Allen looks phenomenal. Stephon Diggs is exactly what they need, so Buffalo Bills, they have impressed me, even if it's against weaker opponents. They are number five. The Seattle Seahawks, number four. Uh, I know Seattle was able to edge out the Patriots. They still are very good. Russell Wilson probably is your front runner for MVP, uh, but they are number four. Green Bay Packers, number three. They they dominated the Vikings. They they were off to a slow start against the Lions, but Aaron Rodgers is back. They proved we didn't need to necessarily get a wide receiver. They're number three for me. And then Baltimore Ravens, number two. Kansas City Chiefs, number one. I like Phil. You dropping them down a little bit because they, they almost lost to Justin Herbert and the Chargers. It took three kicks to, to solidify that in overtime, but they're my number one. So from 10 up, I have Patriots, Cardinals, Titans, Steelers, Rams, Bills, Seahawks, Packers, Ravens, Chiefs. Football. There it is. There it is. Uh, gentlemen, I want to I want to end this show here real quick by I'm going to do a screen share on our uh on our YouTube here. You got to see this picture of Bill Belichick. Have you guys seen this? The picture of Bill Belichick at his yes. press oh, conference yeah, today. It's, it's marvelous. It's, peak it, Bill. It, it's so weird. It, he's wearing just to describe this here. He's wearing a shirt thanks to our buddy Greeny for sending this tweet out. God. It's a it's some kind of like a sleeveless crew neck hooded or a crew neck sweatshirt. Yep. And there are like 
acid holes around the neck. It's bacon collar. He looks disheveled, and he, I mean, he looks homeless. Yeah, he, looks he like always kind of looks like he's. Looks he like, doesn't look looks like, like a fashion model. Saturday morning. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, okay, you've got probably access to thousands of different types of apparel, right? Like, as soon yes. as there's a hole in a shirt, don't you just get the trainer to throw you a new hoodie and cut the sleeves off? Not Bill. Like, what's the attachment to this? Has he has he had this since the? Is it possible that this is like his lucky practice shirt or something for have, 20 years? I have no idea, but I love it. I absolutely love it. It's amazing. I mean, he's he's all Football. business, man. Is it, is it bleach? I, I, think, I think Bill Belichick is two things. One, business. Two, is comfort. That looks comfortable to me. I would wear that. It actually that. doesn't look comfortable at all to me. It looks disgusting. Yeah, it looks awful. Why? I would not enjoy that. It's never oh, it's been nice. washed. It's loose. You can see the oil up around the yeah, neck. That's gross, man. That's pretty gross. He has sweated that out a hundred times, and it's never been washed. Yeah. You know, sorry, guys. I'm not going to criticize. <laughs> Walk a mile in Bill's shoes first, okay? Then you criticize. All right. Fair I think enough. that that looks like a great way to spend a day in a very comfortable shirt. An old friend. All right. Well, Do I'm... you throw your friends out just because they aren't the same? No. God, look at that thing. Is it bleach, acid, fire? Like, what the hell? Can we talk about what the happened? hair? Can, can we talk about his hair, though? I do love the hair too. He hasn't showered since like week week one prep. That the, the shirt says Patriots established in 1960, and I can't. I don't know if it's the football team was established no, in 1960 or the shirt was made. The in shirt was, but I love the hair too. He hasn't. There's been nothing. No comb. No nothing. I love. Look, amazing. I'm a fan. Okay. Okay. As a guy who frequently Football. wears the same clothes day after day after day, I'm a fan. Now, I wash my clothes quite a bit, but I got about four shirts I wear these days. I just wash them a lot. <laughs> well, on that note, that's a wrap on. At least I don't walk Judd's around my house naked character. like Declan. Hey, Judd's like Peter Griffin. You worry about you. I, I don't. You, that's you worry no. about you. I know, no, no. My whole, my whole act is to worry about other things. Okay. All right, we got it. We're we're done with this episode. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us on Purple Daily. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.